stick around for this episode to learn about Moon Girl and her exploits using moon spells to get what she wants. And perhaps you'll hear a little bit about my doubts about those moon spells and whether they really work. Tune in to this episode to learn about those moon spells, tree hugging, and a little bit about letting out your inner alien. Thanks for listening to the Dashing Galoot Podcast. Welcome to the Dashing Galoot Podcast. Today we have Evelyn Villalobos on the podcast. Evelyn is a superstar, track star, and cross-country runner and has pink hair, so take that how you will. <laughs> Anything else we should know about you, Evelyn? Um, I perform moon spells. Yes, that is what we'll be talking about today is um, Evelyn's expertness in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been interested in the moon for? Honestly, it came to me in the new year. I was looking for a fresh start and I was in Olin and this book just like called out to me. I could like hear it from the table and I just like, I don't know, I found it and I was like, this is made for me. I'm convinced that future me sent it to myself and the powers of the moon were strong and (laughs) I just like gravitated towards it. And it was like January, like literally like right off the new year. So starting off fresh 2023 and my moon spells. That's really special. Mm -hmm. So it's like sort of like how the gravity of the moon like influences the tides on the earth. Like the gravity of the moon also pulled you towards that book. Yes, actually. Every moon phase, as we'll talk about more in this podcast, is associated with something new. So like... The new moon is for like new beginnings Uh and stuff versus like the full moon is so strong that like it's for like really powerful spells that those are the ones that I'm more interested in. (laughs) The really powerful ones. The really powerful ones. Yes. (laughs) Let's just dive right in. What have you used the moon to do so far? Like how has it made your life better? Um, Well, so far I've manifested a few things like relationships, activities, and like you know that snowstorm we had last week yeah and we missed two days of school yeah we had two days off i manifested that really yes did you perform a spell i did that sunday night wished for some no school some no (laughs) school that's what i wished for and sure enough we got two whole days of absolute bliss so then how did the moon like come into your wishing for the no school to happen um it was just present and it was it was actually a new moon, which is interesting that it was so, like, powerful. But I'm wondering if, because it's for, like, new beginnings and stuff, if that was, like, a new beginning for me because I got to hang out with some friends. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that's, like, a new, if it turned a new leaf. That, yeah, you got to work on the puzzle a, a little bit, too. Yeah, that puzzle's <laughs> coming along, slowly but surely. Maybe you need to do some moon spells and manifest that to be gone. Yeah, the, we, we have a zebra puzzle on our table <laughs> that's been there for several months. It's in, I mean, it's zebra, so it's just black and white, so it's extremely difficult. But what sort of spell would you perform to get rid of a zebra puzzle from your table? Well, you could do, like, a new, a new moon one, so for, like, a new beginning and like a fresh start without that puzzle on the table. I think that could definitely work. So like a new beginning spell. Yeah, I think that might be your best bet. So my table can have a new... (laughs) Yeah, a new purpose. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think the moon could do for me right now? Well, it depends. What are you looking for? 
Um, you know, I'm looking for several things. You know, I just wrote an article about how to stay single, so it'd be strange. So you're not looking for that. Well, it's a good thing the moon can help you in other areas. It can help you like financially. Ooh, I could use that. I'm yeah. a college student. Yeah. For good health. Ooh, what I what I really need right now is for my study abroad application to China to go through. You have a spell that could help me with that. That would probably help you in the future, right? Yeah. So like leaving someone, that could be good if you're trying to leaving someone career slash job. There it is. For this, you would need ooh a wooden spoon or stick. We have that coffee stir. That could work. Herbs like cinnamon, ginger. Oh, you just got ginger from Aldi, and you have quite I, I a bit of ginger. that left. I have some cinnamon too. Um, yeah, we've got bowls at home, and then. Candles. We totally do not have any candles in our apartment because those are not allowed by the college. <laughs> that would be illegal. That would be illegal. And then it says that the moon phase would be best. Okay, so the new moon phase or the waxing phase. So I think you might want to wait. So the new moon and the waxing phase are already over. So you might have to wait maybe like another month for this. Is that do you, is that in your timeline? I could yeah I could I could wait till the new moon. Perfect. And then on a Friday. Okay. Friday, where there's a new moon,、mm -hmm. is when I do a spell to get my Chinese visa. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So, another question is: so, just the basic idea of these moon spells.、Um, the author says that they're an experiment with vibration, energy, the elements, and an appeal to the subconscious mind.、Mm -hmm. So, like, what do you think of that? Like, how connected to the moon really is it, and what are these vibrations that we're talking about? Um, well, like I said, the it was like the vibrations that brought me towards this book. You can't obviously see it acting upon you, but it's like this force that is always there. Do you think, like, the author seems to think that they're not like connected with religions specifically, or like anything personal? Do you think that these vibrations are for everyone, even if they're not doing moon spells? Yeah, I think that they're applicable because I think that it creates like outside events that are beyond any like single individual. So yeah, I think it's applicable to everyone. So do you think like people could be doing moon spells without them even realizing that they're doing moon spells? Well, I think actually performing a spell is really intentional, but I think that manifesting things, I think that can happen without so, knowing. So, so some of it is just like getting yourself into the right mindset and like self fulfilling prophecies, sort of. Sure. Where you just really like you know it's going to happen, so then it does happen. Sure. But like, if you convince yourself hard enough that you will make something happen, would that like be the same as a moon spell in any way? No, I think you could manifest something, like I said before. But I don't think that I feel like with a spell there has to be intention. Like you are intentionally casting、mm -hmm. a spell or using the moon to get what you want. Okay, that makes sense.、Um, when you think of the man in the moon, like is that are those the forces that are helping you to make your life better? No.、Um, so the moon goddess is actually the goddess Diana, and I think she's the one responsible—not a man, but a woman. So maybe it's more like instead of the man in the moon, like the moon can lead you to the man. If like, that's what you're trying to if manifest. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Of course, or whatever, whatever Diana wants for you. Does Diana have any say in like how your moon spell goes? I would assume that she does. Yeah. What if if your name is Diana? Do you have any particular connection to the moon then? If you like believe that people are named after certain things, 
has the moon ever let you down would you say not necessarily i have not been let down yet by the moon it has some things that i have manifested or performed spells on have gone a little off course or taken a little bit longer than i would like but i think at the end of the day the moon will get me what i want so <laughs> so the moon is, the moon is always there for you yes yep but if for example I did a moon spell and the moon spell didn't work out too well. Like, what would you say? Um, I think there's a lot of factors that could go into it. Either you performed it at the wrong time, um, you used the wrong stuff, or there's always the maybe someone was performing a moon spell that goes against your moon spell, and then it's a, the fighting of two moon spells, and then it's just whoever used the stronger stuff. And there also could just be that it takes time, or it could also just be that the moon is just not strong enough. So it is possible that maybe the moon is like being outweighed by some other factors. Yeah. Like the sun. Mm, I'm not familiar with sun spells. Sun but... <laughs> maybe it's uh, another book waiting on a table for you. Well, I think I'm in doing the stars next, but... Star spells? Not necessarily star spells, but I've been called star girl recently. Yeah, tell us about that. Oh, it was actually yesterday. Um, so I've been known as moon girl for a while. And yesterday I was in my class learning about astronomy there was a question on the board about something about a star or like what would happen to a star and i just was like oh it would explode and turns out i was right I, like the answer just like came to my head <laughs> it like, just popped up <laughs> yeah cause similar to like the book just being at that table in olin and so then everyone was like oh my gosh evelyn you just know all of this stuff you're like star girl and so then my class started calling me Star Girl. So now I feel like I got to know more about stars to actually like fulfill that name. Otherwise, it's just there. But like, how can you be Star Girl and Moon Girl? Then you become Space Girl. <laughs> it could be like a superhero name. Yeah. You just that's a lot to live up to, though. Like. Yeah, I already wear space buns for like racing, so maybe I just have like this alter ego. Like when I'm racing, I'm like space girl. I I'm unfamiliar with what a space bun is. Can you space buns? Oh my gosh! So they're like when you put like two buns on the top of your head. I've worn them at home too. That's a space bun. They're space buns because they're like two on top of your head and they kind of make you look like an alien. Oh, you kind of look like a Martian sort of vibe. Yeah, and then I put on a lot of glitter. So I think Space Girl, I guess this might be fitting. And I have pink hair, like you said earlier. So maybe a little bit alien-like. <laughs> I mean, I could see why, based on some of your behaviors, that you just <laughs> might be <laughs> extraterrestrial. <laughs> I think that should be your next dashing galoot <laughs> article. How to know if your roommate is extra <laughs> an extraterrestrial. <laughs> I don't know if the people you live with are not quite normal. <laughs> <laughs> Normal's overrated. Yes, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a normal person myself. Yeah, doing splits in the middle of the night in the dark. <laughs> hey, not in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like 9, 9 or 10. That's the middle of the night for me. I mean, when you have to get up at 4 a.m. to conduct moon spells, you go to bed early. <laughs> and so have you ever gotten up at 4 a.m. to do a moon spell? Yeah, like, when was it? I think it was like two nights ago. Really? Yeah. So what, tell us what happened. So it was the strangest thing. I was supposed to get up early and to work out in Lund. But then literally it was like 4 a.m. And I'm up and I'm super conscious. And I'm like, wow, I'm really hungry. So I go to the kitchen and it's 4 in the morning. And I grab my overnight oats that I made for Tuesday morning. And I just start to eat them. I eat some more and I eat some more. And then I say, <laughs> oh, well, 
looks like I'm not getting up in the morning. And then... Because <laughs> you're already up. Because, well, because I'm up, but then I'm going back to bed. And so I was like, I might as well be, like, muse this 4 a.m. Because that's when your psychic powers are, like, the strongest. Which is why, like, if you wake up in the middle of the night... Um, and like, it's like from like this dream where like, you feel like it might be like a premonition or something. It's usually four in the morning when you will wake up super odd, but like, trust me on this. It's always four in the morning. So I was like, I might as well use this time to do some spells. And so I did some moon spells. I went back to bed and then it's funny cause Claire texted me. She's our other roommate. And she was like, what were you doing at four in the morning? And so obviously I told her I was just moon spells. So <laughs> did she buy that? explanation well she she lives with me so she like she knows that that's part of my routine <laughs> she gets up and does spells. well yeah i do my 4 a.m moon spells and she does her like 6 a.m devotions <laughs> basically the same thing basically the same thing <laughs> <laughs> i know you probably i don't think if i remember correctly you started like completely bought into the moon spells thing i really liked the moon spells and i thought they were fun and i was excited to just try something new Flash forward a few weeks. Okay, so I went home then for a couple weeks and I came back and this thing blew up on my team that I was like obsessed with the moon and I was moon girl and all this type of stuff. So then I was like, you know what? I am moon girl. So then I just embraced (laughs) it and started to learn more about the moon because similar to like the being called a star girl, I was like, if I'm going to be moon girl, I've got to know more about the moon. So then I just became more passionate about it. So could you see like this identity as moon girl, like expanding even more to i don't know like psychic powers maybe like some fortune that would be incredible yeah so there's this concept of tree hugging yes Um, in the book it says that you can hug trees and um you can impart some energy into the trees and then the trees will give you like different benefits back based on what kind of tree you're hugging yes have you participated in this yes i'm a little bit familiar with it my favorite is the oak tree you can you can read about what that's about. Um, but I was actually thinking, I think lilac would go well with what you were in um, to this fall with like aligning Claire's chakras on the kitchen floor. Oh, shit. Lilac is used to activate chakras and healing of back pain, which Claire yesterday was super concerned that her kidneys were bursting. So um, I guess maybe this was more for Claire, but you're the one that does this for Claire. So it's true. I. I guess I, I have had some experience with chakras in my past, but it hasn't necessarily been the best experiences. I mean, I've told you this story before, but for all the listeners out there, <laughs> I went to this session of <laughs> I went to this session of um, Reiki where they would tell you about this. It's R-E-I-K-I, Reiki. And I was like, I'll check this out. And I mean, there was also this someone that I was slightly interested in that was going to this, which may have influenced my <laughs> workshop. You should have I, done a moon spell. Maybe. I didn't know about moon spells at that point. But Reiki did not seem like my experience would not have made me more interested in doing moon, <laughs> moon spells. <laughs> so I went to this workshop and there's there's two very, very chill people there, like probably two of the most chill people I've ever <laughs> seen. They're just like hey how's it going like one guy with dreads this other other girl with like lots of lots of piercings i mean i i don't know if like there was a stereotypical like reiki person in my head before that but afterwards now i did like think that <laughs> probably everyone who does reiki might be similar to these people but like the whole thing was about chakras okay so they brought someone up and they had this little table in front of the room and they laid that person down on the table and they 
were going to align their chakras. Well, first they had to see if their chakras were aligned. So they had this little pendulum that they were holding over them. And they were like, you know how many chakras there are in the body? Eight. Eight. So they were going to hover this pendulum over each of the eight chakras, like starting at the head. And then is it like all the way down to the knees? Yeah, I think it like goes your entire body. Yeah, there's like there's several points along your body. And so they start at the forehead and they rotate like they say if the pendulum like starts spinning in a circle like smoothly that means that your chakra is aligned but if it like just can't get going that means your chakra is not aligned so feel about this how you will i was in the spirit of scientific method going to analyze if this seemed to actually be legit so um she's lying there and she's holding and the other person is holding the pendulum over the the victim volunteer what have you (laughs) um who's for the record, very excited to be up there doing this. And they like hover the pendulum over. And some of them they don't move and some of them they do move. But what I'm seeing, like from my perspective, is when they do move, like I see her arm moving like with the <laughs> pendulum. <laughs> so I'm like, is this really like her chakras being aligned or is this just you moving the pendulum in circles? But everyone else seemed very impressed by this. But like the, the climax of the whole story is that we go through like this meditation thing and then they bring the volunteer back up at the end and um, they lie her back on the table and she's as excited as before to find it out if this has successfully aligned all of her chakras. And they hover the pendulum over each of her chakras and surprise, surprise, they're all aligned. <laughs> it worked <laughs> out. So let me just say I was not impressed by Reiki, but... I don't know if this also makes me less um, favorable towards moon spells. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, this book does not talk about Reiki, but it does talk about chakras. So, I I did notice you are you like have you ever tried to align your chakras? So there was a time in my life where I was really into like meditating, yoga, chakras, and like essential oils. Um, so I can see myself getting back into that. In all honesty, I think I was actually like probably like the most zen I've ever been in my life. Like if you would have met eighth grade me, Jonas, yeah. <laughs> like I, you were very chill? I was super chill. So these chakras, like were they doing something for you? I They must have been. I felt very grounded. I would align my chakras by doing yoga. I also had like this like chakra necklace. I should have worn it today. I still have it. Um, <laughs> but so like why did that go away? You know how like they say you go through phases um, and how everyone's telling me that this is this moon thing is another one of my phases. <laughs> um, it might have been a phase. But you were so grounded. like I know. I think I guess I it lasted up until like freshman year, the summer before freshman year. And then I think freshman year of high school, I just got really excited and I, I like joined marching band. I was now playing soccer. I was doing theater. I joined improv. So I just had all these other things going around, like on in my life that I just like lost time to do yoga and like meditating. And mm. I guess I was more social. I was very much not social in eighth grade. I was very much a loner, but like not in a <laughs> bad way. Like I enjoyed being by myself and doing yoga and meditating. Like I was super content. But then, yeah, freshman year came and I just expanded my horizons. And I guess I forgot that I, yeah maybe that's actually who i am and now this like moon book coming back to me <laughs> is like realigning me with those values and i'm actually just gonna ditch all of my friends and conduct moon spells in the arb for the rest of my life 
<laughs> I think that sounds possible, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I see that for myself. Do you, would you say, like, you're a big cross-country runner, but so you do a lot of running, so I'm wondering if, like, um, running is, like, a form of aligning your vibrations to you. Well, I'm very high energy, like, all the time. So I think that maybe it makes me more chill because when I run, I my vibrations are less through the roof and more contained within myself. So, like, would running have a similar effect to yoga and, like, grounding yourself? Or is there something different there? No, I do think that it has similar effects, like, being, like, mindful while, like, if I, especially if I run by myself, I'm very, like, in tune with, like, everything around me. Nature, I sing sometimes. I airplane arms quite frequently. <laughs> I stop and look at birds. So, yeah, I think it does very similar things to my headspace, like yoga did. Mm -hmm. But my heart rate is like extremely elevated versus in yoga I was way more chill yeah so like maybe just the physical activity part of it is a little bit different for the relaxation yeah, right but maybe like the post run high helps you reach something of what you have in yoga <laughs> no I think the post run high is like the opposite effect of what I got from yoga the post run high makes me want to <laughs> I don't know run a marathon <laughs> and then some so you just finish running and then you want to run more? Sometimes I never want to stop. <laughs> Do you, have you ever given into that impulse? I did one time during 2020, right when COVID hit and everyone had to stay at home. I went for, I this was before I had a GPS watch. So I just like went for like a six hour run hike oh thing. And I was only going to go for a couple hours. And then I just didn't come home until like dinner. <laughs> did you do you have any idea of how far you went on that run no i also got lost at 1.2 i oh my gosh. have absolutely no idea where i went i was never far from home i mean i can barely imagine running for one hour much less six hours <laughs> yeah i wasn't like actively running the entire time like there was some walking stopping taking pictures what That's else were you gonna do I, I'm, I'm not going to choose <laughs> I might do handstands in my backyard, but I'm not going to go run for six hours. Fair enough. To each their own. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. But if you were going to prescribe something like to other people to help them feel like, you know, just the security in their life that, you know, being Moon Girl does for you. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned a couple of things so far, like um, bird watching or running or doing moon spells at 4 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think would be a good spot for other people to start? Um, I guess finding what makes you happy and something that you, like, is tangible and you actually can do. Because, like, moon spells are not for everyone. So if you're, like, not into the moon at all, I would not recommend starting moon spells because they're not going to work for you if you, like, don't believe in it. So find something you believe in. Maybe find a group of friends that also believe in the same thing. Um, and that's a good starting point. That's great advice. Thanks. I'm told I'm full of it. <laughs> <laughs> full, full of it or full of great advice? <laughs> Depends. Depends on the situation. <laughs> what would you say to someone who's just like, this is all hogwash? Like, I don't think moon spells actually do anything. Like me with the chakras. Well, I would say fine. Believe that. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. I think it's annoying when people try to, like, make you believe what they believe like everyone is entitled to their own beliefs and if you don't want to believe in it then don't believe in it like you would say like there's not really any burden on you to like try to share things no i'm not trying people. to convert anyone into moon spell believers it's true but you would like tell them about like 
the benefits that you found from it and then if they like what they hear then like what would the difference between that and converting someone be i think converting would be like i'm trying to be intentional like be like you should do this because of this versus like just like sharing what i did and what i experienced so like you have to almost be sort of trying to manipulate them you know, to convert them yeah or like i guess like when i tell people about my moon spells i'm not like you should do it too i'm just like this is what happened i did this so i guess this is expanding this a little bit broader but do you think it's like okay to change people's minds in general yeah like if you think the earth is flat i could i would definitely try to change your mind i guess if i if i care about you i'll try to change your mind if i don't care about you i guess you can believe what you want to believe but like Jonas, if you came to me and you're like, Evelyn, the earth is flat, I'd say, Jonas, let's take a look. <laughs> and then I grab some textbooks from the library and we would do some reading. And I would hope <laughs> that you would quickly discover that the earth is not flat. I mean, it seems pretty like it's flat underneath me right now. Like, isn't it? I take back. You are not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> you're a Hufflepuff. Ignorant. <laughs> no, you, you can't throw shade on Hufflepuffs like that. <laughs> they are. They live in like a happiness bubble. Nothing can burst it. So being a flat earther is living in a happiness bubble? No, it's just being ignorant. (laughs) Anyways, so like, what did you mean? (laughs) No more dissing on Hufflepuffs. Hufflepuffs don't deserve to be hated on. (laughs) But wouldn't you be trying to convince me to becoming a round earther? Like, wouldn't wouldn't that be a conversion? I suppose. (laughs) So then, like, aren't you converting me to being... Like, can't I try to convert you to not be a moon speller, though, if I think that's silly? Yeah, you could try. It just probably wouldn't go very well. I don't know. Would I be morally in the wrong for that? No. I think that if you really wanted to convert me to not be a moon speller, like, I would I would always hear your opinions. I'm not, like, closed-minded. Mm-hmm. So it's good to have discussions about things when you disagree about them. Yeah, entirely. I would agree. I would say that... Eckes Davis in particular, like, it's hard to, like, disagree with people. Maybe it's because you're, like, when I'm in class, it's, like, people are, are like, it's too early in the morning to, like, get Fair into enough. an argument. Fair enough. Not everyone gets up at six in the morning for a Chinese or a book club. <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't say anything about me getting up at six when you get up at four. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, it's true. Yeah. Some people get up at, like, 740 for an 8 a.m. class. That's but, bold. I know. <laughs> it's hard to be awake in class, but I guess that's why they don't want to get into discussions. But I mean, in my opinion, we're here at college to like learn things and mm-hmm. like get new perspectives. So if people don't want to dis- like have disagreements and like think through different ideas, how do you get new perspectives? That's a good question. But on the other hand, how do you like have those disagreements with people like when nobody else wants to? <laughs> Like, how do you hear the new perspectives? If you want a new perspective, I would recommend doing a spell during the new moon. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Mark Hansen, you should see if you get Mark Hansen as a podcast guest. He loves podcasts. But what he did is he brought together a like group of like very diverse students from Gustavus. Like we all had very different interests, came from like very different like social groups. And we all went on a trip where it was like negative 30 to Ely, Minnesota. And we had a lot of time together and there was like 13 of us. Um, A lot of us had never met each other and very, very different. I don't think I ever would have, we're a small school at Gustavus and I don't think I ever would have like talked to these people had I not been forced to. So I think just like finding 
like smaller, more intimate groups within like a large community or a larger community and then being sort of like forced to have a discussion. Like if you're living with these mm -hmm. people, you're going to obviously talk to them. Yeah. So like contextualizing it a little bit more. Yeah. Did you have like some of those discussions with those people? Yeah. Mark Hansen would have us every night. We would sit in a circle and just have like discussions about anything and everything. And he actually wanted to start a group where he'd bring together students and they would listen to a podcast and then discuss that podcast afterwards. What was the discussion like after that? Like, was it heated or? It was actually good. There was one person who brought up like, she's like from a small town, Minnesota. And she was like, coming to Gustavus, it was an eye-opening experience for me because it was super diverse, which then some people were like, oh my gosh, I'm from the city. Like coming to Gustavus, <laughs> it was not diverse at all because I'm also from the city and I personally do not think Gustavus is a diverse college campus. So it was interesting to hear that. But then she also shared that like her dad is like super conservative and would just say these things. And then she, when she went back home after like a first semester at college, she was like, actually like, dad, this is really wrong and stuff like that. So we had like conversations about that. So I guess her perspectives were changed. So like, what would you say that it takes to have diversity in like any environment, any group? I think a lot of cultures, like different cultures represented it, a lot of different like backgrounds. So like have some people that are like first gen, but also some people that are not and like different like interests, like basketball, soccer, cross country, but also like band, choir, art, mm -hmm. knitting, whittling. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter, moon spells. Yeah. How much of that is just like different interests and how much of it, because getting different cultures is hard. Like you have to, a lot of times you have to get people like from different countries, like international students, like it's hard to get people that are that different from you. So like, is it, are we, do we just have to settle for a worse kind of diversity of people like with different interests instead of like entirely different cultures? when we're not able to get those people. Yeah, right. If you can't get international students, I feel like there's enough diversity within the United States. Like obviously like international students are great because they add another perspective, but I think that you still get enough variance within what is just here. So do you think it's like admirable um, with what someone like Mark Hansen is doing, like to try to like, I wouldn't say force, but like create circumstances that like bring different people together yeah i think he's a really cool human and i think yeah yesterday we had a conversation about goals which was interesting because i mentioned how i didn't reach any of my goals this past weekend and he was like well if you would have reached them maybe you didn't like set them high enough and then he like compared it to being like real estate and if you like put a house for like a certain price and then the people buy it at that price well then you didn't put it high enough and stuff like that <laughs> i was like you're on to something mark hansen <laughs> so Mark Hansen says that we should all be failures when we set our goals. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, this weekend you had an experience with that. You want to tell us a little bit about that? With failing my goals? Yeah. Yeah, I had two goals. We had our conference race this weekend. And maybe I should have done some more moon manifesting, prefacing the meet. But, like, the moon was not strong. It was a new moon. Like, I was not going to be able to manifest anything strong. So I just, like, went into it without any moon spells. I suppose it would have been unfair to the competition, too, if I would have done a moon spell. So I just went into the It's not an NCAA rules. Yeah. Man. I mean, you're right. I went into the competition, and I had two goals. One was to break 18 in the 5K, and the other one was just to score a point for the team. That's all. It's top eight <laughs> scores a point. So 5K happens. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, and I get ninth place, 
and I run an 18.04. So both of my goals, so close, but I failed. Just missed. Yeah, just missed both of them. But maybe that says that you're just doing something right after all. You're just setting your goals yeah, a like, little bit too high and you're pushing yourself. This is true. Fuel for future seasons of running. Until eventually you'll shoot for the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and let's wrap it up on that. <laughs>